the internet, and welcome to season 148, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers. Fuck them. Fuck Fox News. Boy. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. Hey. Fuck Buck Sexton. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Fuck Tucker Carlson. <laughs> is he back from his vacation or is he still? Um, yeah, yeah, he's back. He back. Uh, it's back. two. It's Wednesday, August 26, 2020. Happy birthday to my big sister, Shannon O'Brien. Big ups. Coolest person I know. Best mother. Uh, one of the best mothers I know. Uh, my name is Jack Ooh, made O'Brien. Your own mom. I know. And with mother my of your mom children. and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. She said, my Jackie, 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 don't put your butt on a shelf. I said, stay away from my thighs and keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> that is courtesy of Johnny Davis. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I once had butt, but it was my stash. Soon turned out I had a bag of grass. Seemed like the real thing, only to see. Oregano looks just like weed. Okay, thank you to Hannah Soltis, the AKA just goddess from on high with that blondie heart of glass, AKA. Uh, shout out to all the fools out there who bought a bag of oregano for a lot of money. Or if you're in Europe and they, they sell you some other branched uh, vegetation, uh, please, you know, be, be cautious out there. Why but is oregano not uh, common in, in Europe? I mean, I've I've heard. I remember like when my friends were abroad and they're like, we were in Prague and like we thought we got weed and it was a pine branch. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I'm um, like, see, this is why I got to go out there with you guys. You're not gonna be buying fucking fake weed from people off the street. I bought so much oregano that I ended up getting hooked on oregano. <laughs> I had an oregano problem for a while. That's just uh, healthy though. <laughs> it's just yeah, it just lowered my cholesterol actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the faces on Mount Zeitmore. He is the hilarious, the talented Mr. Billy Wayne Davis. Pew 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 pew. pew. He's shooting guns in the air. Six should not be good for your house. Uh, how's it going, man? There's already there's already holes. Oh, yeah. practice. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's good, man? How are you? Everything's all right. I mean, it's not all right, yeah. but it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything so, what's is. A, what's a small victory you had recently? I'm in good shape. Okay. Physically. Hey, look at you. You also got a mustache going a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's know dope. if that's a victory. I don't know if that's <laughs> <we're> winning. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely seeing like what baseball playing Billy Wayne Davis looks like when you have that mustache. Oh man, I couldn't grow shit when I was playing ball, so it was it was mostly I would just like grow my hair out when I could, and then I would shave it, and that oh, would right. be the change. Got nice. it. And then people were like, "Oh, he's he's crazy." <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he's a real um, card. That one. How's the baby? Everything good? Yeah, everything's good. I've yeah, it's it's weird. Do you know what I mean? And we're like trying to figure everything out, but I miss touring. Not even the performing. I don't that's the thing I've realized like I don't have to be on Zooms and 
doing shit like that to be like, hey, I tell jokes and look at right. me. Like that's been a very relieving part of this for me. It was like, oh, I don't have to do that part. I can write or be on podcast or do whatever and get that. But like the traveling part, like I really meant like that's part of me that I didn't realize like, oh, I have to go be moving. Yeah. Right. Is it like the, it's a, like, cause you feel sort of constrained or it's more like the stimulation of traveling is what you miss? Yeah. It's not constrained. I like it being at right. home. I have like, that's what it, that was never a problem. Even before quarantine, my wife would have to be like, Hey, you need to leave the house. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. You've been, I got my little room. I'm good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Got all my but yeah, stuff. Just getting the, getting on a plane, new places. The air smells different. Eat something. Yeah, and talk then to people. it's just a nice reminder. First of all, it makes things real. Mm-hmm. They, I, I, they, I went, we went to for the grown local podcast, my cannabis podcast. We just went to Humboldt for three or four days. We took a lot of precautions, but it it helps. That it's tough to get there, so even the virus was like, ah, there's a couple of us up there, but we don't like <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we don't like them that bad, <laughs> but. Like even being up there, it was just like my friend had never our one of our producers had never been up there, and he just kept going like it's magical, and I was like, well, keep in mind it's just mostly trees, so you're getting like a ton of oxygen for the first time, so you feel <laughs> right, hot. Right. Yeah, wow. it is magical, yeah. but that's that that other feeling that you have is just like you're breathing what you're supposed to be breathing. Yeah, yeah. Um, just pure gen, dude. Oxygen. The bar is so low, man. The bar is so it, low. Well, then, like I got a test as soon as i came back and because you come back to la and immediately you're like you're stopped up and your head kind of hurts and you're just kind of like oh this is do i oh i don't have it this is just what breathing is okay right 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 all right man we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about uh we're gonna check in with the rnc uh which is wild it is Wow. From a distance. We're not getting close. That's right. Yeah, just a quick drive by. From a hill, we're going to look down and see what they're doing. Exactly. Someone smuggled a USB thumb drive uh, footage out from uh, there (laughs) for us to look at, so we'll go through those clips. I mean, they look like they party. Uh, That's that's the impression. Yeah, I'll give them that, man. They're going hard. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, speaking of right-wing people partying, we're going to talk about Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, and his pool boy, uh, and also his personal trainer. Little, little uh, known aspect of the story uh, is that man. He's a, just elevating small business owners across the country. You know, what I twenty-three mean? year what old graduate from Liberty University. Yeah. Also, his personal trainer been getting some uh, multi-million dollar payoffs from he and uh, his wife. So we'll talk about cool. that. We'll talk he about uh, University of Alabama. The how they're handled. He said he could get. That's why he got paid. You get results. <laughs> right. That's right, man. You do what uh, you gotta do. University of Alabama is, you know, open for business. We're gonna see how they're handling the uh global pandemic that is still going on. Uh we are going to look at how uh, the Democratic Party is trying to uh use the West Wing to their advantage. Uh we're gonna look at Movie movie theaters being open, all of that, plenty more. But first, Billy Wayne, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I had to look up how to put a Twitch, all the games on Twitch, on your Twitch, on an 
SD card. So, not hard. But Wait, I didn't a, know that that's... A switch to an SD card, you said? Yeah, Twitch. All your Twitch games to an SD card. Does that make sense? Huh. Twitch, the streaming platform? Not Twitch. Switch. God damn it. See? Oh. So See why I had to look it up? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, Jack, this is a great setup for you. The the self proclaimed Nintendo Twitch Switch Master. Damn, you got me saying Twitch now. See, yeah, yeah. see, it can happen. It happens to the best of yeah, us. Yeah, it's all an of easy. Us. It's a, and they're they're actually next to each other in the alphabet. So yeah. So yep. What were you doing? Like, are you are you playing a lot? Were you? They actually call me the Switcher, uh, like the Witcher. But yeah. <laughs> uh, just my Nintendo Switch prowess is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Demand. What's your favorite just, game aside from Animal Crossing? I just Crossing? didn't know that you could fill up the thing, even though you're putting the games in. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> totally. Dude, I love I love this kind of a gaming show, like where people are <laughs> fucking with it, but you're kind of like you don't really know what's popular. going on. You're like, I don't know, man. Like it's so it, so you can have the games there, but it also fills up fills up the. This is the huh. thing with this these twi- these switches, man. You never know. Were you playing um, the game? It's irritating. No, it's my son's, and now he's got like his mom. Well, there's not great communication sometimes between me and his mom's house, sure. so that he has a switch there, um, which really defeats the whole purpose of the switch. If you ask me, <laughs> you feel like you can um, take it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I know. But he needs. But he needs one for that house too. Okay. But it happens, and uh, mm-hmm. it was just literally lack of communication. Then he had two, and he thought that was cool, of course, and didn't tell us. And I was like, "All right, that's well played, fucker." Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't can't be mad at it. That's on dad. Dad just right. being lazy. Right. Um, yeah. But like one of them's fucked up, of course. And then so I'm like, he's like, I need to. We have to send one away. So I'm like looking at all these games. I'm like, oh, there's. This one's full, and I didn't know you could do that. And so now I have to put them all onto an SD card. Backing them up. All right, man. So, yeah. Dad Actually, if you, we'll, we'll talk offline, but if you want to send it my way, I can, <laughs> I can usually, uh, you know, tune up Diagnose a switch. Diagnose that shit quickly. real quick, man. Yeah, yeah. I um, will do that because I even looked it up and I was like, I know I'm going to do some step wrong. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's beginner stuff. I mean, yeah. Uh, they, I'm happy to do it. Though. I un- <laughs> understand it's beginner stuff. You don't even make me feel bad about it. Uh, no, I, uh, I actually... I'm yeah. just worried that I will lose something that I don't know is meaningful right, in right. the process. Like yeah. Mario or someone like that. Just Luigi. something important yeah. that I have and will never understand why yeah, it's right. meaningful. Yeah. So I think yeah. that as a dad, that's the thing I have to. Those are the things you have to look out for the most. Oh, right, man. It's gonna get so complicated being like a, having a four year old and a two year old. It's still so easy. I, I feel like like I just I was saying on yesterday's episode, I took them to the car wash and they were like so entertained by that. Right. Wait till like, they start talking shit about your car and shit and like the music uh, that you're playing. The like, music. Uh, the Switch, what is this, the like, 90s? I'm going to have to start beating their ass on Switch games. It's gonna be... <laughs> like, own that, yeah, hold that shit. Well, they don't like that. It's a it's a fine line between destroying their confidence, too, right. and then keeping oh, yeah. their confidence. Yeah. And then they get good, and then you're like, well, I'm going to have to destroy it again. <laughs> oh, right. It's broken. 
Yeah, because like uh-huh. you let them up and you're like, oh shit, they kind of took me to the limit right there. Let me just yeah. reassert my dominance. Or they get really good and you have to work and stuff, and then you come back and you're like, oh, you are just dominating me. You're right. gonna have to do something to get in trouble so I can get good again. <laughs> <laughs> You're banned. Hey, what I say about beating your old man at this game? Yeah. All right, that's it. Exactly. I'm taking the switch for three months. You're not doing I your chores. You're like, you know, I don't have any chores. Like, exactly. It's bullshit. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, picking a side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in what sense? <laughs> just period. Just being like, I don't know, man. I'm. We're well, just going blindly and being like, this is who, like, besides, like, in most things, it, like, if you pick a side blindly, that's just, it's, it's so dumb. But we, we all do it. Mm-hmm. And I think people think it's an easier way out when it's not. It's like, right. it's just not thinking things through is when you pick a side. Yeah, right. right. You avoid doing you, any analysis if if your I guess your instinct is like I like that side. I'm going to that side. Then yeah, working through everything. Yeah, but because I mean, sometimes you, we you know, all realize like no, I get like I'll pick stuff. a side in a game I don't give a shit about. Right, like, right, I'm right. Yeah. for them. I don't get. I don't. And then you're like, damn, they're losing. This sucks. I wish I wouldn't have picked this side. But, <laughs> right, right. They're like, but, where like, are you, Billy Wayne? In Undy? most of life, there is no winner. Right. There's no official winner. Never. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I guess again, if we're only, if, if the only way I guess you can is if we have like very narrow defined games where there is a loser and winner based on a numerical score, are you going even, and that's when you should that? pick a side. That's literally <laughs> picking a side. Right. But the mm-hmm. rest of it, we as humans pick a side because we, I think we think it's simpler. Like, well, I'll just pick this one and then. I'll know if I win or lose, and it's good. And you're like, ah, that's just not how most of anything works. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, just, just a, a little bit of decision-making always helps. Uh, m- always, like constantly. <laughs> I think that's the part of it is like you, there's just constant choices we're making, and we don't, we want to simplify them, and we can't. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the times, too, like when you, it, when you have to do an analysis of anything and be like, wait, every, I don't like everyone's on this side and i if i based on what i've read i would be on this side and eh, fuck it it's i don't want to have to argue with people i'm just go to this side because it's easier yep. that way yeah and it's like we're, we're with games it's easy to pick a side because the foundation is normally everything is equal right so you're coming in and then we wanted i think and this is a political podcast so i will take it to politics we want to do that in politics and politics isn't equal foot it's not equal we don't start it's not an even thing mm-hmm. we don't start like it the game is not <laughs> yeah the, fair. i mean yeah life as we know it like many of us are starting with like so many handicaps uh like in the game if we're gamifying it where it's like okay hold on you had a 900 year head start <laughs> like, <duh>. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah and then all of us are missing the whole point that the game that we think we're playing isn't we can't win. No one can win it playing it because it's not designed for us to win it. We're yeah, battling. As it's designed. We're, we're battling each other when we should be the same team. Yeah. The way it's designed. The Dodgers. Right. Sure. We're all on the Dodgers. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's an easy side to pick. Actually, right if you wouldn't even want to do that metaphor, we're all the goddamn A's. 
<laughs> That's right. Can't spend over a certain amount. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Never right. officially gotta do, win. We got to do thing. math. It's got to work out just mathematically yeah. perfect for us to move ahead. Yeah, because right. we don't have that consortium of owners. We got to use saber metrics to get to the middle <laughs> class. <laughs> and then and we got to buy our own saber metrics. Right. And then BuzzFeed is doing saber metrics. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then even when you do win, you don't win the whole thing because nope. Uh, you just have a have a goodish year. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm exhausted by. Uh, picking sides. I, this this hits very close to home for me right now with the NBA. Um, <laughs> doing a lot of side picking, you got to do. Do a lot of side picking. Every team that's ever fired my dad, I have to root against them. Now I, it's just, it's too much. Now yeah. I have to be a Lakers fan. That's never where I wanted to end up. But yeah, look at you now. Look at me now. Look at you now, Jack. Look at you Crawling now. through the little door where you get all dusty when you come back crawling on your hands and knees. And I get to say, <laughs> well, it's she, well, it's she, well, it's she. They do look good, though. So I'm yeah, feeling yeah, good I'm about well, the late show. I mean, it's all. Not, not because I live in LA. And even yeah. when they win, I lose because <laughs> I'm still breathing like smoke-filled air in the city of Los Angeles. And I'm That's like, right. I got to go inside. I got a headache. Billy, what is something you think is underrated? Uh... Sports. Sports mm -hmm. are underrated. In yeah. what sense? What's it giving you? Have you seen these? Have you heard about these? Sports? I just think that people like, like people that just talk shit about sports. I, just think I don't understand that aspect. It's like we've made exercising something you have to do right. to be better <laughs> scientifically. We've made it fun. And <laughs> all that war you keep bitching about. Like, we're preventing so much of it because we've taken, like, the best warriors and we've given them something to do besides just murder everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, although some find their way back to murdering at some point. But, yeah, for the most part, pretty pretty good. Yeah. No, we're, we're going to be fine. But yeah, sports, oh, man. It's, eh, it's really, like, it's, it's, it giveth and it taketh. That's the only thing I can say. I'm like constantly, yeah. Bad, yeah, like, all the time. I mean, that's. I don't know if I want to look at every single sports thing or avoid every single sports thing. And then sometimes I'm like, this is the one positive thing I will give myself today. Like being like, yes, I got to scream for this people in this outfit, <laughs> basically. See, I quit cheering. I mean, I like, I have my teams that I'll follow because I enjoy that part. Mm -hmm. But. They, I quit caring about the outcome because it's just the game itself. Whatever game I'm watching is usually pretty fun. Just to yeah. be, it, it's such an escape too. We were like, hey, for the next two hours or so, I'm going to be involved with this pretty emotionally. And that's kind of <laughs> right. fun. I feel like the NBA bubble, the basketball has gotten has taken a step up. I don't know if it's because the defense is like a lower quality, but I, I don't know, man. It's, I've never been aware of how fucking good these athletes are that like Luka Doncic's game over, over the weekend against the Clippers was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Damian Lillard. And then LeBron two days ago, like shooting from half court. It's just Oof. like, they're, 
they're doing things that should be impossible. It's amazing. Well, it's not impossible. It's not. It's that they live in a bubble now that where there's literally f- so few distractions that right. they're like just become machines like we've designed you. And then right. us even as fans, the focus is on the game. E- the, like they have a couple of, you know, like us dingbats like, hey, I'm a virtual fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> But like, there's no other distractions that they have in arenas where there's like cheerleaders and there's like I was saying to uh, to Aaron the other night I was like it's cool that there's not a row of photographers on the baseline and these guys yeah. can play right yeah like yeah, run out of like, bounds yeah, for like athletic thirty saves. feet yeah like it's yeah. like that's how the game is it's supposed yeah. to be played but like I wouldn't going on the baseline like that you can't. Those fucking cameras hurt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wondered, like, yeah, what they, that, I mean, obviously, like, the league can't sustain itself without selling tickets to, like, sold out arenas, but, like, there's something to this new, like, bubble form of basketball that's, like, so interesting to me where it does feel like warrior shit where it's like, I have to go to the bubble to do battle for months. I will right. not here's see the- you until I come back victorious or defeated. <laughs> that's right. But here's the, uh, here's the thing, though. I do think. It's making it's very sustainable without selling tickets because I think a long time ago, like baseball, they realized most of their ticket sales, most of the money and guaranteed money comes from corporations buying season tickets and suites. Mm-hmm. That's where their tickets sell. The rest of it is not coming from normal fans because they can't afford to go. Right. Yeah. So I think. They're figuring that out. Whereas like yeah. it might it might go into like a smaller arena kind of situation just because it's they can cut out a lot of excess expenses. Right. I think the because the the TV ratings are actually down in the bubble. And that that's a mistake, by the way, on viewers' part, because the basketball is like incredible to watch. But I do think there's a yeah. certain level where people just can't get past the fact that it's like a little bit sterile, like the just the vibe of it is a little sterile because like you don't have the the emotional sort of energy in the room of of. A I don't like the piped in noises. I don't no, like that's that. Weird. Yeah, Even yeah. in the baseball games a- where they're like cheering, I'm like, stop, dude. There's not stop. an option to turn that off, is there? Like, I don't think so. In, in like Europe, in the soccer matches, depending on like who the broadcaster was, you could go to the like natural sound feed, and it was great because it just sounded like college, like JUCO college, where like soccer, where you could hear yeah, the, like the coaches and everyone screaming at each other. And I was like, yo, this is what I'm really interested in because it, like hearing that communication is like you completely miss that when there's a you know sixty thousand fans screaming. Yes, like that's why I'm. I think baseball is the one that I noticed it on, and it made me mad. I was like, I want to hear the glove popping. I want to hear how hard it's coming off the bat, and I want to hear what they're saying to each other because it's filthy. Yep, it's (laughs) filthy, and there, especially any of the Astros games, it's just like let's just mic everybody up, swing bitch, put it on HBO, (laughs) and let's watch the game. Oh man, fucking Joe Kelly, man. Nice swing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maniac. 
<laughs> that guy really wow he embodied the hurt of an entire city like where everyone like angelinos are like yeah free anything if joe kelly comes into my business honestly yeah. like that's everyone mm-hmm. wanted to scream that shit to the astros he'll never he'll never pay for eyeglasses again <laughs> <laughs> no never is there uh Billy Wayne, is there any noticeable, like I think in the NBA, we've talked about how like offense is really like next level because people are like really focused and there's like a natural reward while defense is maybe taking a step down. Is there anything like that in baseball? I don't think so. I think if anything, uh, a crowd can throw momentum in baseball, mm. but not even it's not as much as you would think that right. is already the momentum of what has happened in the game. Yeah. Uh, so these guys, they don't know that the crowd is there most of the time. So right. it doesn't matter. They yeah. don't. It's they like a, like Miles has said, like it's like a Juco soccer game. It's like the their whole career. No one's been there. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So up until now, it's just like now they're just like, oh, this is kind of more fun because I can say I can scream "fuck you," which <laughs> I've always been able to do, and until that's what they're paying us millions is so that we're not animals anymore. That's right, what right. baseball players are. Yeah, right. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something uh, people think is true you know to be false? That uh, entertainers are artists. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, yeah. Tell him. <laughs> tell him about that one. By the way, I love every time you're the guest, just watching you uh, figure out what your myth and overrated and underrated is. It's like, you like have like three ideas that are entertaining before you land on the like, on the mm, one you want to go. Let's with. do this one. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that, is, very, that is how that is <laughs> how you, my brain works. It's fun you, that you guys can see it. Did you have that evolution of looking at entertainers as artists and like sort of mystifying that and then realizing like, what the f- no, like these are different things or like creating a myth, like a mysticism around the idea of being an entertainer or artist? Because I know I had these like perceptions of what that meant that I had to very quickly let go of, like as I got older and started like doing my own work. Yeah, I think it was a lot of like you have this idea of. They misuse those words a lot. Right. And then in like and in country music, they have this thing called entertainer of the year, which I think is as I got older, is like that's the most appropriate worded award I've ever right. seen. Because like and I, it hit me because it was like Garth Brooks. He kept <laughs> winning it. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. as you get older, you realize like this motherfucker's all over the place opinion wise. <laughs> If you if you follow his catalog or like what he's saying or anything, you're like, I don't think I don't know what he really. It's just all over the place, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then you just realize like he's an entertainer. He's right. gonna do anything, hop around, and you know, and he's wearing whatever town jersey he's in, playing that arena. He's gonna pant. You know that that's it. Right. You start realizing like, oh, that's a this is a all this is a business decision. Showman, yeah. Mm. So that's, and I don't think if I didn't get into doing what I do, because I would have ever put those together in a way that's me saying it on a podcast (laughs) as meaningful as I said it, (laughs) because I wouldn't care. But I think everybody, you come to a point when you 
doing, when you're putting your name on something that are your ideas, you have to make that decision. Like, is this for money or is this for this? Right. Or am I doing all this for money? <laughs> right. You know, so I think it was just something I had to, my, my point of view of it was like, I made a point where I was like, as long as I admit to myself what I'm doing and to everybody else, as long as I'm clear of like, this is for this and this right, is my right. point of view right. and I'm transparent about it, then we're fine. It was the melding right, of right. like artist and entertainer where you're like, nah, you're just selling shit, man. That, and that's fine, but don't, don't yeah, lie to me. Yeah, don't fuck up the definition like that. Because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of quotes that go around where someone, someone famously said, there's like, you know, in previous eras, people became famous for their achievements. And now we live in an era where fame is the achievement. Right. And it's not really about these people actually breaking new ground and doing things. It's just like face du jour, you know, like entity du jour that we're all like, we're all obsessed with. And the art thing is also really interesting too, because yeah, like when you create shit, you really do have to have a moment where in any creative process, you have that self edit thing happening in your head and you have to be careful of who that, what that self edit is representing. Is it your, is it your perception of what the, how the audience is going to take something you're going to say? And then are you changing it because you want to do something that satisfies the audience or are you making a creative decision because you're an artist and you're, this is a matter of your own self-expression. It's not the, you're not, you're not sort of fixated on the outcome of how it's received when you're making art because you're like, this is merely the medium in which I express myself in. Now, certain certain mediums like, yeah, like you can't just go up there and say some wild shit or do some wild shit and be like, that's my art. Uh, but like on another level, when you like really have these creations that you, you know, are molding yourself like that really does come into it. Of Like, what am I? What is it for? Who is it for? And why am I doing it? I think it's interesting to think about the whole thing on a continuum, like, mm -hmm. you know, because there are some people who get into entertainment but are more artists and then they like don't fit necessarily like Andre 3000, I think of as somebody who's like an artist, but the demands of being like an entertainer, like don't necessarily mesh with him, which is why he hasn't like put out an album. Garth is an entertainer, but I've always said Chris Gaines is the artist, right? right. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that that goes without saying that's yeah, why that, he had to do that. Yeah. The uh, I don't even doesn't... know if that's a joke because I can't even because you're not I don't think in I think in some way you're fucking right I think that's the way he views that <laughs> right but right. I do I do love the entertainer versus artist like uh, Las Culturistas has actress or movie star and uh, Who Weekly has a who versus them I think uh, artist versus enter versus entertainer is a really good. Uh, Good conversation starter. We might have to uh, make that a podcast. <laughs> well, my thing is, too, like what Miles said is like the fame as a reward is also phony because that's misleading because you, us three right now could pool our money together and buy a publicist. And that publicist can make the three of us whatever bullshit trio we came <laughs> up right. with. Right, right, and make us fucking famous, and people could be like, "I don't understand what it is these guys do." <laughs> right, right, and we're like, "What we do is we hire a, we pay a publicist uh, right. this amount of money each month, 
and they keep us in the fucking rags or whatever system, and now you guys talk about the fucking dingbat trio. Right. Yeah. And then and then people and if it keeps going long enough, we come up with some bullshit to do live so people just come to see what it is. And it's like they have a cow on stage and one of them milks it. It's weird. <laughs> the other guy's juggling a soccer ball while smoking a blunt. <laughs> it's exactly. And the one dude, I don't even think he knows what's going on. But it works and I will give them fifty dollars every time they come to Poughkeepsie. Right, right, right. The other guy's like the dancer from uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's, but there's no music <laughs> playing. He's just dancing with headphones just on the skanking. whole time. Just yeah. That, that would be my, that's my role. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk RNC. And we're back. And uh, the RNC is happening, uh, and I guess we'll be talking about two nights ago uh, when uh, night one of the RNC. Yeah. Uh, Can I do my take on tonight? Yeah. What's sure. your take on tonight? Shit, man. Did you see? I mean, that one person said that. I mean, what they said, it was like, and then that one thing, I don't even think that makes sense. That wasn't, but no. they yelled it. You know yeah, what I mean? You know, they yelled it loud, <laughs> and it was great. The one point the senator made, completely historically inaccurate. Yeah. Oh, no, but that is revisionist. For that instance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, racist. I mean, Everything they said was racist. Yeah. And you know what? That <laughs> is pretty much, yeah, you can Five rely Pinocchios. on that for this. Uh, and if they didn't, what they said wasn't racist, then they've misspoke. I really do think. <laughs> right. that They're like, give him enough, accident. give him a mulligan to do that one over. Um, yeah. The big takeaway that was like still trending the day after seemed to be that Donald Trump Jr. and his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, were probably on cocaine. That was still trending yesterday morning. So that's what people were left with. Uh, His eyes seemed to be like red, uh, except for his pupils, which were giant uh, and watering. Um, The watering eyes is what... It looked like a dude who, like, you know, I don't even know. This sounds like very. It looked like a dude that did drugs. <laughs> His vibes were like I remember, like when you, you know, when you're like the like teenager, college kid, and like people are like trying to do drugs, and you're like, I don't know, man, it's not really your vibe. I'm like, no, I want to. And you're like, all right, well, don't make it hot when we go to this party, okay? Don't fucking blow up the spot with your antics because you're high off drugs. And like, all good, all good. Cut to them making it hot for everybody because they're high on drugs, like. His like l- traveling at light speed face that he was doing, where his yeah. like barely could open his eyes, and it, they were like so moist, and he's like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> president, like I'm just sweating up here." It his, uh, at the very least was the most uncomfortable, one of the most uncomfortable things I've seen. He did look like he was at one point two five speed, like he was just sped up <laughs> a little bit too much, um, and yeah, his cadence was weird, like it, it was. Like they were having to speed up the teleprompter to keep up with him, uh, and he was like pausing at the wrong point. He's like going like this with his hand. It like, is, speed it up, speed it up. I have, I have done that 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 powdered upper a handful of times in my life. I've been pretty open about it. It's not new news, right? Uh I never once thought, "Hey, 
you guys, I want to go talk to a bunch of people right now. <laughs> yeah. Like a ton. Of, like, it never occurred to me to do it before I went on stage, and that was my, like, it never, yeah, ever, like, just because I think it didn't, and if you watch it, it hits him seconds in what he's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there, there's a moment of panic that is combined with the drug guy. Yeah. Because like when you're on that, your 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 brain is like a like three or four steps ahead of what your mouth's saying. Mm-hmm. So there's right. like moments. That's what makes it clear. Like there's moments in his like facial stuff where you're like, oh, he's on. Okay, right. Yeah, and he's aware that he's made a terrible decision, <laughs> which is also a very common right uh, side effect of that drug. Is yeah. being aware as Uh-oh. soon as you do it, like nah, I shouldn't have, been, yeah. we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> we should All not right. have done this. It's, I guess what? I'm gonna not. I'm gonna miss my kids' little league game in the morning now. Yeah, when, when is, is this, this over? Is, when when does this I, end? How long yeah. does this last? Ah, uh, well, does it feel better if we do more? Okay, let's just keep <laughs> let's doing. Let's just it. keep going. Yeah, steer exactly. into the curve. So, uh, oh, I'm, they were telling the truth about this in Dare class. This was they <laughs> right, were, right, right. They're like, yeah, I don't have the budget for this. The, like, his girlfriend though, Kimberly Guilfoyle. She also got her her roses. Anyone, everyone was comparing her to Rita Repulsa from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because she was like screaming from the mountaintop. Yeah. She's like, "This mm-hmm. president!" <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's uh, someone that's comfortable on that drug. That's yeah. a different type of. That's <laughs> someone that is like. That is a. I think she's might be what I don't know if you've seen that show. What we do in the show. She's like an energy vampire, <laughs> right? Where she was sucking it all in, where she was like, this is my time. Give me all your energy. And everybody was like, I don't like this. Is she? <laughs> She's scaring us. Yeah. Is this- I mean, and a lot of the points that most people made were so like hollow, like bad sales pitches. And I'll just play like sort of the first couple <laughs> highlights of Kimberly Guilfoyle, because I mean, she starts off just being like, yo, guys, hop on board the Trump train. And then let me also show you that I completely don't don't know anything about United States history. As commander in chief, he always puts America first. President Trump is the law and order president. As a first generation American, I know how dangerous their socialist agenda is. My mother, Mercedes, was a special education teacher from Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. My father, also an immigrant, came to this nation in pursuit of the American dream. I'm just going to pause that there. I, my uh, son is uh, half Puerto Rican, uh-huh. and uh, he is, he is He's American. never had to get a passport to go to his mother's home island because it's part of the United States of America. Right. Oh, well, hey, you know, but hey, as a first general, but then my dad also, so let's not forget that. I I guess I'll passively claim in which instance I'm a first generation American. Uh, That was a lot of people were like, what is this person doing like up here just trying to, you know, set the stage? Because she then goes on to be like, I've first of all, like as a first generation American, you're trying to say that what you're from Venezuela, because I feel like that's the typical punching line for anything like moving towards more socialist policies is like Venezuela. But she's like, my mom's from Puerto Rico. And it is a first generation American. I know how bad (laughs) socialism is. You're like, what? If anything, you should know how bad like empire and colonization is. Like you could speak on that. that. I mean, first of all, she doesn't know that that she's in that her mom is also an American citizen. She doesn't realize that. Right. She was horribly That's, embarrassed as a child. 
Also, they, whoever, she was, she wasn't coming up with that stuff off the top of her head. That speech was written. (laughs) So so somebody else also read that and was like, yep, this checks out. Mm -hmm. Go out there. Also, hey, snort this real quick off the speech. Yeah, everyone's now got to go it. out I there. I like the idea of her as a energy or like power vampire because she, as it was pointed out frequently during her speech, uh, she merely uh, 10 years ago was married to Gavin Newsom. Yeah, uh, who, how quickly we forget. Yeah, so she just goes, you know, she wants to be where the uh, power's at so she can just drink it up and have lightning bolts coming from her fingertips. <laughs> Then could there... we could we tie in when Junior made the hairstyle switch? Could that tie into when they got together? Oh, because he went with the slick back, mm, and yeah. that's Newsom's thing. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah Patrick Bateman style hair. I don't know. Yeah, that's a. That, let me see. Don Junior in 2016. He was. He kind of always. He, it's always been greasy. That's the thing. Well, I mean, that's redundant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like whether or not it was like side grease or. Full I just need to know which which grease, yeah. <laughs> which direction. Yeah, right. it's uh, that, yeah, that I mean, that could definitely be it. And I wonder if he gets insecure about it, where she's always like, Don, like Don, why don't you just like slick it all the way back? Just go straight back. Don't do the side part. It looks so cute. And he's like, okay, okay. but isn't this how your ex did it? Oh, did he? I don't know. Huh. You know, like... That's weird. Did you see what hmm. Gavin said in the news today? Did you see what Gavin said? <laughs> what a loser. He's such <laughs> an idiot. He's such an idiot. <laughs> He's so stupid. Did you see what he said? No. He what? Really what thinks do? it's cute. Uh, you're, you're over yeah. him, right? Yes, babe. I told what? you. Don't worry about it. I'm going it. to my Gavin. I'm going to my Gavin wall. And he just punches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just snorts a rail and starts headbutting some drywall. So the other thing that we saw during the RNC was a ton of culture war laureates. I mean, it was like, it was really weird. It was like small business owners who had no business speaking at the RNC because it was just basically who is going to say, like, who's going to just lick the boot and eat the deep throat the entire boot on camera uh, for the president? That's all we need. Those, If you can't do that, then we don't have any place for you. The other people that they got up, and we were jokingly saying this, that, like, the St. Louis anti-Antifa protector couple who pulled the guns on the protesters uh, in their gated community, right. they had their moment to speak as well. Uh, and I was like, yeah, watch these people going to speak at the RNC. Well, they did. And mm-hmm. you knew we already knew what time it was when you see these people on that lineup because the whole rhetoric now is stoke the flames of like racial hatred and fear and whatever. And th- and Mr. McCloskey, Mark McCloskey, really, he put it <laughs> like he just lets y'all know I'm here to warn you. The Marxist liberal activist leading the mob to our neighborhood stood outside our home with a bullhorn screaming, you can't stop the revolution. Just weeks later, that same Marxist activist won the Democrat nomination to hold a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. In the city of St. Louis, that's the same as winning the general election. That Marxist revolutionary is now going to be the congresswoman from the first district of Missouri. Oh, you love to see it. <laughs> they were with a the oh, That's cool, horn. man. Thanks for letting everybody know. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. 
Great update. Big up to them. Uh, you know, went from the streets out there. Then uh, Patricia McCloskey also had a take to add about the Democrats. She was saying the Democrats, quote, want to abolish the suburbs altogether by ending single family homes zoning. This forced rezoning would bring crime, lawlessness, and low-quality apartments into now-thriving suburban low, neighborhoods. Jesus Christ. Low-quality. I mean, come on. Just say black and brown people. Like, it's, she it's can't. exhausting She's a lawyer. deciphering it. Yeah, right. She can't. <laughs> she knows the difference. So she's just like... And this is... It's not even... It's lazy classism more than racism to me. Yeah. Uh, but this is very specifically... This is very much directed at a specific group of white Americans and uh, exploiting. Oh, no, without, no, without yeah. a doubt. But that, I think, but that's what she's doing is like that. That's how she's been justifying it in her dumb brain. Oh, well, that's, I mean, yeah, the, the deracialized language of like school choice or house zone, housing zones. Yeah, sure. I mean, but in the, in the end, at the end of the day, you're still, the aim is still the same, whether or not your brain is interacting with it sincerely or not to be like, is this racist? I don't know. Call it zoning. Laws. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where you're just like, no, just, just, you've got to be honest that you're racist. Yeah. Right. The, so the, the other things that were going, I mean, the whole like everything people were saying just was so empty. Like it had no vision. There was all it did was like, paint well, can I picture. say why? Because all their wonderful operators have been indicted or prosecuted. <laughs> right. the people so they have no running. one that's like fucking interesting and can actually articulate their poli their, their bullshit policies in an interesting way where you're like, okay, that, we have to dissect what he just said because it was awful, but here's what he made it sound like it yeah. could happen. But now they don't have any of those operators. So well, it's that, just it's just people that are unafraid to hold a gun outside their mansion is <laughs> right, who they've got. Right, exactly. That's where we're at now. But I think the other thing too is we, the when you looked at 2016, at least like there was this like weird pseudo populist angle that he had going and you could see how that was energizing people because it was at least painting this thing of like a like what what it could be versus what it used to be and what now is. And now I think like that racist like dish rag and like the fear of a, you know, less white America that's been like rang so dry that like it's at this point you're like, what's coming out of there anymore? Like you're not really getting much out of this. And when you look at sort of the, I mean, now they're just relying on just really, really lame attacks and there's nothing really to do with like, this is how your life will improve. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not a just great, culture, not a great culture worship. I do want to just shout out a, a couple highlights um, because there was some great comedic moments. Uh, Matt Gates uh, from Florida, wonderful representative. He had this just fucking burn of all burns uh, for Joe Biden. I'm Congressman Matt Gates. I'm speaking to you from an auditorium emptier than Joe Biden's daily schedule. Okay. Hey, <laughs> that was sick, bro. Uh, and then Bad. I just want to say during the roll can call, I just end it? Can I? Can yeah. we? Can we? As just from uh, he's he's dipping his toes into my world here, <laughs> <laughs> and I just like a, it's the same as woman's scream speech is like that moment made me laugh not because of the joke or how bad it even was it made me laugh because i picture eight 
douchebags in a room going over that joke and mm-hmm. dying in a way that, like, you know, when you see people laughing and you're like, ah, I wish I could laugh like that. That right. sounds, yeah. that, that share something. But then you find out what they're laughing at and you're like, oh, you guys are, you guys are all real dumb, huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. And then, and then you just air it. Right. You just air it. You're like, this is a, because there's some other ones that they all didn't agree on. And those, I would like to see that piece of paper. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, the the RNC brings out the finest uh, of the right side of the, the chamber. And during the roll call, I just want to commend, I don't even know this guy's name, one of the fucking delegates during the roll call couldn't didn't even know what fucking election he was talking about or who the president just listen to this clip it's so funny i am bob paduchik son of anthony and judy paduchik and i cast ohio's 82 votes for donald john president (laughs) (laughs) hey man he had a big moment you think (laughs) hey do you think do you think his dad was like, ah, wish you wouldn't have said our name? God, wish yeah, you wouldn't like, have said our name. Fuck. Did you he say put Paducha? your family's name on that, man? Just, ah, idiot. Did, like, yeah, his mom and dad are like, they just look at each other on the couch like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck. Uh, Gave uh, him everything. I wish he threw would. it all away. That's uh, our son. That's I, our I son. Wish and rules. everybody knows that. <laughs> I wish I could just see like the five seconds after he delivers it, because uh, clearly they're gonna cut away, and he probably just goes, "Fuck." <laughs> you think? Fuck that. Oh, or maybe it, it was like an inside. inside. He probably went, or he like looked at the camera, and went, "Whoops," like, right. something like that. But inside, you know, he died. He said, "Donald John President." You don't think uh, it was an Anchorman situation where somebody had to be like, uh, yeah. Either way, what whatever you- <laughs> the origin is, I just love that that was said out loud. It just so it just warms my heart. Yeah, <laughs> like, throughout that whole racist nightmare of a thing. And then uh, lastly, today uh, as we record this Tuesday, Melania Trump will speak, and her reps have made a promise that unlike 2016, she will only plagiarize some of Michelle Obama's words from the past. Not entire chunks, uh, but nice. they did. No, they did come out to say we we're like there will be no plagiarism. <laughs> did they really? Don't worry. Yes, they were like so they're, it's they're all original, original Maddie baby, original they're, material. They're calling their shot. This yeah. speech won't be plagiarized. Just out to write. She's like, going to say some unrecognizable garbage that yeah. no one. Would ever say before her, <laughs> right. right? Is what um, they're saying. Supposedly, there's a uh, tell-all coming from you know uh, one of the three thousand tell-alls coming out in the next few months about the Trump administration, but one from a former aide to Melania that has her just talking the hottest shit about uh, the Trump family and his adult kids and what an idiot her husband is. Uh, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> but we know that. We know all that. We know that. I know. I, it, it'll be interesting why. to see that she knows that. I guess what do you do? Like with these tell-alls, though, like at a certain point, like people are just like, I'm not going to buy that book. Like I just know the best shit's going to come out in a fucking HuffPo article in like 20 minutes. So what's right. the point? Yeah. I do want to read Cohen's book. Oh, yeah, that's got to be just absolute, like, it's probably going to read, like, that Motley Crue fucking autobiography. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're just like, 
just like, man, you should go back to jail, probably. Yeah, they're like, yo, they let you out and they let you talk about this shit out loud? Like, wow. Yeah, he's like, I told these stories in jail and people, uh, they won't look at me in here. People are scared <laughs> of me. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we're actually going to talk about Michael Cohen when we get back, because uh, he actually uh, has a small role to play in the Jerry Falwell Jr. store. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. And we're back. So the big news from a couple of days ago, Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, and his wife had a long-term relationship with a pool boy they met uh, when he was 20 years old. They were on vacation in Florida. Uh, they went into business with him, started like, you know, investing a lot of money in a uh, youth hostel that he was running. Um, I've seen that on Pornhub, and, that youth hostel. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hot. Yeah. It's called uh, fake hostel. <laughs> people noticed that and were like, this is a very strange relationship. What's going on there? Well, uh, he recently came out and said it was a long term sexual relationship wherein he would he would uh, have sex with Jerry Falwell's wife, and then Jerry Falwell would be in the corner watching, uh, and their, you know, Reuters, who is the uh, outlet that published this, it's not like TMZ <laughs> or, you know, it's Reuters. Reuters Straight to Reuters like, with it. <laughs> Reuters is saying we have some screen caps. No, 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 no. It's Reuters after dark is who <laughs> oh, published right. it. <laughs> That's right. Reuters premium. But they they saw screen caps where she was talking with him uh, on FaceTime, nude, and Jerry was in the background. Uh, so it's not so Jer- Jerry's <laughs> version of events. Hey, tell him I said hey. I tell him Jerry's here. Tell him Junior says up. Jerry's <laughs> version of events is. <laughs> Is that I guarantee that it's not far from the truth. But his version of events is that he just found out that his wife was having an affair. So in this what? like two ways that he was Steph? fully While I was standing in the corner this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, throwing her under the bus, man. Yeah, what just threw her under the bus. Uh I can't wait to hear from her. Um, there's also the matter of the photographs, uh, that Michael Cohen made disappear for them before Jerry Falwell Jr.'s surprising, uh, and incredibly important endorsement of, uh, Donald Trump for president. People were like, huh, that's weird that a, you know, one of the foremost leaders in the evangelical movement would, uh, endorse Donald Trump for president. Uh, well, Part of the reason may have been that he had uh, what were called racy personal photographs that uh, somebody was, you know, dangling over their head that he reached out to Michael Cohen to make disappear before his endorsement um, in 2015 or 2000. Yeah, 15. He had Michael Cohen like basically do what Michael Cohen does and make some photographs disappear, scare somebody uh, and to hand in over the photographs. And <laughs> by the way, there's hey, you know, you know how all y'all think that we're all bad and do all this sex stuff, right? Well, we do. So I'm gonna need you to do your thing, <laughs> right? Because because and then I got a bunch of votes, so it right. does work the way you think it does. And then I need you to do your your lawyer shit. 
There you so go. So I, I can. Do I got, I'm gonna go back to the. If you just blink twice, and I can go back to my corner. All right. Matt, there's a recorded uh, phone call of Michael Cohen talking to Tom Arnold for some reason. I think Tom Arnold like had a show where he was trying to. Get him, get Trump. oh, get those like tapes from yeah. the Apprentice, right? Where he's saying the N word, <laughs> right? I'm well, like, that, it's not, that again, would surely sink him. Yeah, um, like at this point, it's like yo, no. save your, save it. We already know <laughs> it's no, all there. Right. No, a bunch of a bunch of racists. If he said they, if he said the N word out loud, a bunch of racists would show up with like a crown of thorns for him. Right. Yes. The um, but during the course of that uh, futile effort, he came across this fact that uh, a recorded conversation with Michael Cohn, where uh, Cohn said that the Falwells wanted to keep a bunch of photographs, personal photographs, from becoming public. Uh, I actually have one of the photos. He said it's terrible. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's uh, awesome. There's no, I don't believe that. Somehow Jerry Falwell reaches out to Michael Cohen to sort this thing out. I think I it do. feels more like Michael Cohen lets them know they have this shit and endorse or get the pictures dropped. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you miss, I think you're underestimating the evil and the scuzziness of the son of, of, Jerry, of <laughs> Jerry Falwell. Yeah. Like no, he was I, raised not like that's that world. That's a yeah. scuzzy world they lit like he grew up in. So I think they all know each especially if you're already grooming a twenty year old, I think you know Michael Cohen through those channels, through those kid grooming sure. channels. I think it, I think I could believe either one just as much, right? Because even right. with that quote where Michael Cohen's like, Yeah, they wanted these photos hidden and I actually have one. It's like what the fuck do you have it for? Right. Like to hold so over you, his head. And then, and then, so it's after that that Falwell uh, endorses Trump. You think Cohen was, didn't let him know? Oh, by the way, I still have one of those photographs when he was asking for his endorsement. Do you think, do you think Falwell Jr. gave them that photo so he could get invited to Epstein parties? Because he wasn't invited <laughs> right. before. He's yeah, like, listen, I'm weird. Yeah. I'm weird too. Let me I'll in. Give you the compromat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also this 23 year old personal fitness trainer that Reuters, uh, reported on recent graduate of Liberty university who they gave a multi-million dollar land deal to, uh, <laughs> gave him actually part of Liberty university. What used to be part of Liberty university, 18 Fuck. acre racket sports and fitness facility. Uh, and what? he is the trainer to both Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife. Uh, I bet he is. I bet he trains yeah. the shit out of him. Yep. Oh, my God. Putting that work in. Yeah. Wow. 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 I mean, I train so the cum out of both of them. I do. I'm a good trainer. <laughs> right out of Straight them. Straight out of them. Right they're out of dry. both of them. They're, they're dehydrated when I'm done with them. That's what I... I <laughs> totally. <laughs> Gonna need to I also IV own drips. most of Lynchburg, Virginia at this point. That's how good at training <laughs> right. I am. I fuck so good. I fuck his wife so good. I'm now the mayor of Lynchburg. I Ugh. do not fuck, sir. I train. I train. I I'm trainer. sorry. My mistake, sir. Thank you for coming on the Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> guys. Yeah, the all of it is, it's just so wild because, yes, on one level, there's this, like, scandal and whatever, you know, no kink shame, and that's what they do. But there's so many other things about Jerry Falwell Jr. and how that business is run that, like, people really need to start paying more attention to, like, with the way Liberty University is ran, like, you know, as a basically a for-profit, non-profit college. Right. And the amount of, like federal funds they actually are able to like the students get there's a study that was saying in around the 20 uh, by 2017 after a few years 
Uh, Liberty students are receiving more than $772 million in total aid from the Department of Education and $100 million of it in the form of Pell Grants. And they would also do this thing where like the second they are, this is, and this is what happens with every uh, for-profit, non-profit college. Oh, or God, for-profit college. he's a rich this, motherfucker. He yeah. reigns. This, <laughs> <laughs> the second they find out someone's a veteran, they, they even recruit you harder because you have even more government assistance you have access to as a veteran. So they have like, it's all, you know, very similar to Donald Trump. Like you inherit something from your dad, you leverage a bunch of debt against it. You try and like rent your way out of it, do whatever, da, 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 and here they are. The amount of work that QAnon followers are having to do to create these theories about, you know, uh, furniture companies naming their code naming their furniture various things because there's kids hidden inside the furniture and then like this is just like falling in our laps <laughs> and they're just right. like no 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 that well there's the, yeah there's the there's leaked documents from a court case where someone's like yeah and then the president was fucking that kid right, right. um so that's my the new q on thing i heard that makes my head just go like baddie is that they're not going to vote for biden because he, his family has an island that's 10 miles away from epstein's island and that's why he's not on any of the logs is because he took a boat um, is that even and true not, that they have i don't island? know i don't because <laughs> that's one of the things th that made me like biden the most is that he's like really bad with money and like throughout like having one of the longest careers in politics like never got rich like he's always been like not rich because he doesn't i don't know that's not what he's he likes the on, attention I, I think more than the whole game he's just like i i take the train because people recognize me and they talk to me it's nice right yeah yeah exactly um, yeah they're, they're, he does not own an island next to jeffrey epstein's mm. oh so the q and people were lying to me okay yeah, I I, there's someone trust. like there. I do not know who to trust. <laughs> Joe's brother James bought an ocean view property on an island, and that hmm. was eight miles from Epstein's. And then sub they say subsequent transactions related to that land raised questions about a lobbyist ties to the Bidens, though it was unclear if Joe was aware of any of these transactions. So like the most they have is like his brother owned a fucking like condo on a nearby mm -hmm. island, but he owned. Mm -hmm. I don't mean like again. Either way, it's uh, they were we still... smuggling him, uh, Joe, to that condo in furniture uh, that was assembled, and then uh, he would sneak wafer. out, swim over. Mm. Um, I mean the whole thing, but it's again, it's all right. It's all pretty clear, Miles. It's all <laughs> yeah. pretty clear. It's all it's all there for. And by the gotta, way, Clint, Bill Clinton is absolutely guilty of this shit and should rot in jail. Like nobody's. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it feels like I don't know if I was doing op research on Bill Clinton, I'd be like, I he's I think we could get him with women. I think we could <laughs> it seems Yeah. I think that's his thing. Think he's into that sort of thing. It just seems so yeah. but it's so wild how the Epstein shit's such a third rail for both parties. Because right. it's like, dude, the second we do that, we're inviting the analysis of our shit, too. And he's just like, somebody just completely just let it be known. Let it all be known. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what's so interesting about that, too, is like it's so you could never genuinely engage with the Epstein criticism without immediately having it boomerang back to you and having to account for like other people within the same party 
Which is what I feel like Democrats should be doing. Like, yeah, so what? If this guy's a fucking predator, yeah, take like, him get down. his ass the fuck out. Yeah. We kicked that comedian out because he's doing comedy. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the, it's, I don't know what is going to happen. I think because someone had a tweet, I think it was uh, Aaron Thorpe who was saying like Bill Clinton is like the leftist's final boss uh, right. to defeat. Like, it's like the one guy, like, <laughs> just like they can't, like, he's unfuckwithable. Yeah. It's like LA. He's very charming. I do the think he, I think he has a. Is that the bad guy was one of you all along. Oh. <sighs> Man. Well, he wasn't, he was clearly not one of us. Right. But he played that sax so damn good. <laughs> well, no, it's it's like it's like anybody that's talented. He just, yeah. he didn't have a clear jawline or that motherfucker would have been in Hollywood. Right, <laughs> right. right. Instead, Hollywood for ugly, ugly people. Um, yes, he's just super, t- and I think Hillary recognized that in that library. She's like, listen, I know who you are. You fucked most of my friends, but God, you're good <laughs> at politics. Right. right. Let's do this. Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. And, well, and he was like, hey, you got smarts. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you don't care that I put my thing in stuff as long as we're doing power. <laughs> <laughs> doing power. The Hillary and Bill story. The new DP. That, <laughs> I do. I, I can't wait for that Hulu series about her life if she hadn't married Bill. Uh, the oh, is that still coming history. out? Yeah, they're working on it. They, they, wow. There's a book that it's based on that was like a bestseller. That's just, it's called Rodham, uh, and she, uh, and it like it's like a sexy book. Uh, oh yeah, so. she's a power Rodham. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Billy Wayne, it's been a pleasure having you as always. It's- Where can people find you and follow you? Google Billy Wayne Davis and all that stuff comes up is the best way. So whatever way you like to follow entertainers and artists, uh, <laughs> follow that. Uh, and then I have a podcast called Grown Local. We discussed in the beginning a little bit, but it's a cannabis podcast, but it's not like a bunch of stoners being like, this This makes me feel like pineapples. Um, <laughs> it's uh, What I did was I I'm, we're going season by season to different communities and meeting the people that make up these communities, like the growers. And like, we're putting a, we're trying to put a face on this stereotype and bust it wide open because I do think it can save our whole planet not to get grandiose, but it does have that fucking capability. So Mm. hell yeah. Was that too much of a bitch? No, (laughs) I don't think you can do much. Be like, weed will save our planet. I think that's the best hook. It's going to. Well, great, but I'm all in, you know, and then call me Captain Planet. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Uh, Billy Wayne, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, there has been a great... Oh, I just... My favorite tweet I've seen in the last month is just... It's just like a perfect way to sum up the world is... It was, quote, tweeting an article about Ellen and all that stuff and her just being like nasty in it. Tim Dillon just said, you know what I think? I think she should be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at miles of gray. 
and also my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where we're just, you know, getting faded and talking about 90 Day Fiance, me and Sophia Alexandra. Uh, some tweets I like. One is from George Wallace, the great George, Mr. at Mr. George Wallace. Uh, 4,634 people died of COVID in China. Total. We are at 177,000 and climbing. Don't call it the China virus. This shit is the Trump mumps. Uh, yes, I think <laughs> good rebranding since he wants to be so racist with it. It boomeranged right back to you. Uh, another one is from uh, Dash Turner uh, tweeting. I don't know if you saw that tweet that was going around a couple days ago. That was like that list of like books that are like red flags. That are like, if you see a dude's bookshelf and it's got Ayn Rand, the, the, the Goethe, yeah. like all this other stuff. So I think this, this tweet is sort of writing that sort of like book list wave. And uh, Dash Turner tweeted... He says, I dated a guy with a quote, if you go home with someone and they don't have books, don't fuck them, fridge magnet. And he literally didn't have books. That just made me uh, realize another favorite one I, I had, another tweet was from Mike Racine. He's a New York City comic. He goes, genuine question. Do women enjoy any movie? <laughs> <laughs> genuine question. Uh, Say it one time in the back. Charlotte Shane tweeted, it's a red flag if a man reads. If I want an idea in his head, I'll put it there myself. (laughs) Uh, Just going off that same wave. Uh, And Jess Barnes 5 at AOL.com. What a a username. Uh, Tweeted weirdos. The communists want to take your house. Banks. Hey, we're going to take your house. Weirdos. Oh, yes. Okay, sir. So sorry, sir. (laughs) Uh, and then finally so perfect Sean Kelly uh, tweeted uh, one of the big problems this is Sean Kelly tweeted one of the big problems with dark and gritty Batman movies is that the people writing them can't craft a mystery that's so complex only Batman can solve it so Batman's superpower ends up being the ability to violate people's constitutional rights (laughs) Um, that seems to be the case uh, you can find well, me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off Batman's a fantasy. Batman's a fantasy. That's why he can do that. It's okay. No, <sighs> it's not, man. No, not it's, okay. fan- it's a fantasy. <laughs> it's real every- to me, man. I know, I know boy. he is even in fictional, he's a real person with no actual suit, but he is still a fantasy. No. <laughs> All right, fair you enough. You guys got we'll, got we'll have fun with it. it. We'll fact. I think this will be Billy's last episode on the Daily Zeitgeist. Like, <laughs> it's safe to say. Uh, that kind of boat rocking. You know what? And I'm okay with that. Like, I told him Batman wasn't real, and they yeah, did you're not like, like You're it. like, that was so weird. I thought Jack and Miles were cool. I said Batman was a fantasy, and they tried to cancel me. What the fuck is wrong with them? I mean, um, I was joking, but I was also being serious. But it was, but I mean, it's true. <laughs> it is true, though. It's weird. The most important story of our lifetime since the Bible, Billy. Um, no, those are guys in suits near your studio. Those are guys, and <laughs> those are not real dudes. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. 
as well as the song we ride out on miles what are we riding out on today this is a track from uh king princess uh and just a wonderful kind of housey track uh this is called hit the back but it's a channel tres remix uh and again you know still getting into that weekend it's hump day so just get your get your shoulders popping uh and yeah just like billy knows he's he's waving the bag of, of fun times we all know it's we're gonna get through the week together so let this energy uh track power you the rest of the week all right hump day well, get through it well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. I need you to search my clothing. Feels so good to me. Dirty girl with lots of passion. Dirty girl with lots of passion. Dirty girl with lots of passion.